0: Hey, what's up guys? So this week on the show, I am doing a solo show. John's not here with me, so it's just me and I'm a little nervous, but we're gonna get a good show in and I hope you stay with me throughout the end um, because I've got some really cool little tips and um, little things. What we decided to do today, we're at our latest build and this particular build is like the experimental build where um, we've had your input and we've had other people's input. And so um, if you remember, we were getting square footage and like the ideal square footage and things like that. Um, and so this is where we put it into play. Um, it's a it's a play on a modern house, a modern American house. And so we're just gonna look at a few little things and I'm um, gonna talk about, a few little things that I'm that we the choices that we made and some of those choices are based on your input so let's go and see you're listening to the house guy and home girl podcast a podcast about real estate and real life as realtors home builders and real estate investors john and kim keep it real former teachers turned real estate professionals they have a heart for helping others join them each week as they discuss all things home And now, here's your hosts, John and Kim. So remember when I said we're almost finished with this house? Well, we're almost finished and I still need your input, okay? We are uh, in the process of putting up Backsplash and it will be put up very soon. And so um, I have a couple of choices now. Notice this kitchen. This kitchen is kind of off to itself. I've, I've still—it's still a work in progress. I've got a lot of stuff going on, um, but it's a white-on-white kitchen, a white quartz countertop kitchen, predominantly white with a little bit of flaking or whatnot, like gray design. Um, and then I'm gonna do a white backsplash. I just think that's a classic look, a white on white. I really kinda, I don't like the backsplash to ever really get too busy. I could, however, do a busier backsplash because the cabinets are white and the, the countertops are white, but I just love that classic look because you can dress up a white on white on white with your Christmas decor. I mean, it just makes everything pop. You can put throw in some rugs, uh, little pumpkins, I mean, the, the design options are endless and that white backsplash really makes it pop. So anyways, I want you to help me decide. So we've got these under cabinet lighting lights under here and so I've turned those on so you can get a better um, view of it. But my first option is this gray here, that there. And if you'll notice, I chose this particular backsplash. I do, I still like the old school um, Subway tile, but I want it to be, I want it to be a variation of that because that does kind of, you know, you just get tired of seeing that. And so this is kind of a play on the, the older Subway tile. So it's a little bit longer, but I want you to look the scalloping. So I chose a, a design that's gonna really hit those lights. And if you notice here, you see how shiny it is. And really there's so much dust on this, like from sheetrock and all that that's going on in the house, but it still looks so clean. So imagine that you know, you're know you cooking and cleaning and all that and um, you may not get around to dusting this all the time, but it still looks so clean. So this is my first choice. This is like an off gray, okay? Like it's got a, just a little bit of color in there. So that's number one. Choice number two is the white version of that. Same scalloping, it's still gonna catch the light the same way. It may help you to look at it like this. Okay, just straight on. I really like that. Um, The next one is this one here. And it does pick up the light as well. Same rectangular design, but it's got like some, you'll notice the edging there. It's got, they're just a little bit wavy, I guess. I don't know. That's gonna be cool when you grout it. So that's choice number three. And then my last, no, I've got two more choices. My last choice, or my second to last choice, are these really, they're, they're a little bit larger. And I know people are saying, oh no, no, not that for sure. But y'all, I have, I use like, I have some backsplash in my house that I use that's like three times the size and I love it. And you can't get it anymore. So um, this will give you more of the surface, Look, and you're not gonna use as much grout, it picks up the light as well, but it doesn't have as much scallop. And then the last one, this design here. And you can either do, I think they call this arabesque. You can do it flat, now I would do it vertical. Okay, and I do like this particular design. Um, You can see it with the under cabinet lighting. I like that design, but I feel like it can get dated very quickly and backsplash is not something you really wanna change because you have to get into redoing sheetrock and all that jazz, you don't, mm, that's, that becomes a mess. So I kinda of wanna stay away from something that may date it. This is still a classical look though, um, and it's really nice, and I've seen it done many times. A lot of people still use this, and it looks fantastic. Very clean look. Um, and it gives it some depth, and it's just interesting. So, here we go. Gray, choice one, choice two, white, but I'm gonna say white scallops. Um, three, these are pretty standard white, and then four is the bigger selection of that, and it's shiny. Um, and then choice five is the arabesque design. So let me know in the comments, uh, we're fixing the backsplash. And so um, go ahead and get your input in. And so um, just tell me which one you like, just be completely honest. So when we were building this house, we knew we wanted to put an accent wall somewhere. And generally people put it in a foyer area or a master bedroom or places like that. This is the dining room here. It can also dub as an office. We chose to, do this um, accent wall here. And when I say accent wall, we just had our trim guy to go ahead and um, lay out some squares. Now there's so many variations of this that you could do. I've seen, um, recently I saw somebody do some diamond designs and that was really cool because the front door was kind of a diamond, had a diamond design on it, so they just carried that design throughout the house. But this particular accent wall is, um, there's squares and when we laid it out, Like, we had to kind of do some math in our head. And so, that was kind of neat, you know, how many rows we wanted. I think if I did this again, I would probably um, make the squares even bigger, okay? And let me tell y'all something. Like, I need to get my my photos out. But, so, there's so many things that have um, external, have an external um, birth, I guess, to some of my designs. This particular wall, y'all, I was watching a... An ad on Facebook um, and it was like some kind of like these girls were putting on their jeans like it was a jeans ad and I'm like that's my wall that's my wall okay pause and let me get the picture all right real quick so if you can kind of zoom in here this is my muse for this wall okay so I was searching I was just kind of on Facebook, and I saw, you know, these girls, but I was looking in the background, and I saw this cute, cute accent wall, and that's my, that's my muse for this wall. Anyway, so, you know, you just kind of have to look um, outside, externally, like, you know, what, oh, I like that, I like this, I like that, snap a picture, and then make it happen. So, that lady, I don't know who she is, um, she is single-handedly responsible for the design here. Now, as far as color goes, um, I kind of I went back and forth on what color I needed. I did some research. Um, I, I ultimately went with the, the color Hell Navy, this color here. Hell Navy. Um, yeah. I went back and forth between um, Sherman Williams makes a really cool black color, I mean, a green color called Waterloo. You should check that color out too. But this is a Benjamin Moore color, Hell Navy. And I just, I envisioned this room before we painted it or anything, I could see like a rug splattered with like some navies and some coral colors, you know, um, and that brought out in like, you know, the other designs of this room. And so that's where the whole inspiration came from. Now, if you do want to do a wall like this, I would suggest using an eggshell sheen. Do not use a shiny sheen on this wall, because if you do, It's just really gonna be in your face. So make sure if you do an accent wall, make sure you use the eggshell sheen. All right guys, let me talk about the front door real quick. Um, We got, we used a wood door here, and you know, it can be painted, it can be stained, whatever, but it does have to be either one of the two okay It can't just be the raw wood because it will deteriorate over time with the weather and all those things and so i chose to stain this particular door and stain can be tough it really can be a tough choice um, generally i like to stay with the darker stains the espresso the walnut special walnut um, all those kind of darker shades because it does hide certain blemishes and things like that and over time Um, the sun will lighten up your stain as well. And um, generally you should, you should really restain, I think like once every three years. And some people may say that you need to restain and and poly your door once every year. So this particular door, we chose to go with a lighter stain. And so this particular stain is weathered wood. Now they've stained it or they sanded it, cleaned it. um, And then, they stained it and now they're in the process of polying it. And so I think there's one coat of poly currently. This is the doorbell, in case you're wondering. Um, one coat of poly on it right now, but I love this. Um, and then I think they actually overlaid it with a stain called Habitat, um, which matches the stain on the inside to kind of give it that hue, that hint of um, the stain that's, that's on the inside of the house. So, anyways, good luck if you're staying in a front door. Um, Do your research, but definitely you either have to paint or stain it, and always poly it. Also, real quick, um, if it is a metal door, you will need to use a gel stain to really coat and protect and seal that door. All right, let's talk about the landscape. And so, it was time for landscape about two weeks ago, and um, we have a team of landscapers that come in, and they do all the dirt work. Um, on the outside, leveling out everything. And it's very important to, when you do the dirt work, you want to get the water off of the house. So if you look this way, down through here, you can tell that the ground does slope and it slopes away from the house. And so that dirt work has to be done and it has to be done all the way around the house. So once you get the dirt work done, then you lay the sod and yes my saw is um, it's quite dry because it needs to rain and then um, i've been watering it just feverishly just all the time like trying to get it because you really want to saturate the ground when you do lay sod got that down and now it's time for landscape and so um, i went to a local nursery here picked out some plants um, real quick just to highlight some of the things now landscape for a new build is totally different than landscape like adding flowers to an existing flower bed. Um, You really have to look at what you have. What are the dimensions of your beds, what are the window placements, Um, the eaves of the house, the corner. You want to highlight all those things and so if you'll notice here, I basically, I love this particular plant here. I went with um, a baby gem, um, they're not gonna get too big, but they're gonna like fill the space. You know what I mean? And so I think you have to cut it, like trim it, like once or twice a year. And then I looked at my window spacing and I said, you know what? I want I don't want too much. All right, here's a tip for you. So when you're picking out plants, the plants are way smaller than they're gonna be. Okay, just think about a little baby. You know, babies are tiny. They come out, they're super tiny, and then they grow up one day, and they're like my 17 year old, six foot two son. You know? And so these little winter Gym Boxwoods, they're gonna grow. And so when you're placing them, really look at the little uh, label that comes with it. If they need to be three foot, they need to have six foot in between, make sure you follow um, the recommendations on that. So I placed these three based on the window. And then the Eve in the corner, I chose, Um, this is like a little dwarf Natchez crepe myrtle. And so it's white, y'all, because I wanted to pull out the white um, mortar that we have on the the house. And also this bed here, Ooh, sorry, this, this is a construction site, so something's always going on. So with these plants here, this is a large bed. And um, basically I drew it out first and then took it section by section. And so you wanna get three to five plants of the same kind, or one, just an odd number, okay? So basically we continued the baby boxwood, Winter gems back on the back. Then I got I had I put one uh, wow factor plant. I have uh, my white here, my white wedding hydrangea. I love this, y'all. Look at this. Look at this. And then in the fall they bloom out like a pinkish color. Um, and then I have my three angel white azaleas, all like in a little arch. Um, I took these driftwood roses now there are two of those because it kind of sets out on the end there um but they'll they'll kind of bush out and drift with white and they'll cascade with white flowers and then I have these little dianthas that's white as well so anyways everything is white it's going to pull out the border here um if you'll look right here I chose these little um, sky pencil holly things they don't get ginormous. Um, but they really accent the eaves and stuff, the corners of the home, and then I've got the down light that, um, that lightens this up at night. These are really fun to, like, decorate for Christmas and things like that. Then I've sprinkled some, um, uh, (laughs) monkey grass, monkey grass. Who doesn't love a little monkey grass anyways i sprinkled a little monkey grass and the monkey grass now that's being made and propagated and all that it's totally different than the monkey grass that we grew up with this particular monkey grass will bloom um in the spring and summer and it'll produce like this really pretty purple stemmed it's not a flower but it's i don't know it's something really cool so when you landscape if you're doing it or you're hiring somebody to do it Make sure you lay all your plants out and then say, is there anything that I can take away? Because these plants grow fast. Just, you know, plants in general grow fast and you don't want to clutter and clog things up. You want to be able to um, see the, the mulch there. Back at it, we're in the kitchen. Um, I want to talk about some cabinet um, features here. Uh, we added a few little things in the cabinet. This little, I mean, you, you only have, so let me just go ahead and start by When the cabinet layout is done, you want some bigger cabinets like these side-by-sides, you know, for, of course, like plates, cups, things like that. And so I have three giant side-by-sides. And then you want to kind of continue, well, you only have so much space. And like there I have a dishwasher that I have to put there. And so we have to configure what's going to happen. Um, on the lower side. And so basically I have to match this with that and that with that. And so we added a drawer here and this. And then I love a good drawer set, y'all. I mean, I love them. I want you to look here though. These are actually the, the dovetail cabinet drawers. Um, a little bit more higher end. We also added a few features in here. Um, These little pull out here things. So these are for utensils, super cute. So when you're baking or whatever, or scrambling your eggs, you can grab your um, your whisk and um, some things down here. I also have two more of these drawers that I'll place. Same thing, I've got two doubles here. Um, These pull outs, this is for pans. You know, I mean, you know, you don't want to be digging around for a pan. I know that my current house, like you have to pull out a door and then stick your hand in there and move some pans around. And it's kind, of, it's kind of hard to do. Then I've got a spice rack here. And, of course, you know, we've got a lot of cleaning to do all the dust and debris from cabinetry. Um, the spice rack I like because we do these vent hoods down that I like. Um... Old school, in the 90s, people did a lot of um, microwave vent hoods over the, the stove, which is fine, and it's a very functional. Um, but I really like this vent hood because you can decorate it with a wreath or whatever. And But in doing that, I have no cabinets here. And so a lot of people put spice racks above their, their stove. So I just replaced that with those, and you can get a good picture of that last but not least on my cabinet oh two things two things so um i did not i wanted to also conceal my microwave so and, and people don't really use a microwave a lot anymore either we use um most of the time or um what is that the air fryer um but here's my microwave concealed Do-do-do. and so you're not seeing that from the living room last but not least I always like to add in a trash pullout, and a lot of houses have these now. But definitely, I yes, I did lose an entire cabinet, but my trash is concealed. So then also, some cabinet people don't like to put these little pullout things, but I like to add these. Talking about the mantel here, we chose a wood mantel. Um, This is actually called a floating mantel because it's you know floating on the brick fireplace. We've got a hearth here, and so I chose not to do the legs. I've got a lot of things going on, and so I didn't want to gum it up. Um, I've still got, these are called um, pictures. When you picture, you, you, brick in, like, you brick in all the windows and all the doors, and then I continued that design on the inside of this fireplace. Um, so I didn't want to add legs and all that to it. I just really wanted to have a real simple Mantle. Now, I could have went white with this mantle, which would have looked grand. Um, I could have followed, you know, I could have went white with the, the trim design. But I just wanted it just to be simple, okay? Um, here's the key with a mantle though. First, decide what you're going to do. Are you going to stain? Are you going to do a stained wood color? Are you going to do a painted wood color? Some people actually will go and find like a really nice um, piece of wood from a barn you can use as a mantle That's really cool. I've seen that happen. Um, you can't always predict that, and they don't always come out level. I sold a house with a mantle like that, and um, we had to actually like, make sure, even though it was a brand-new house, we had to make sure to get a um, lead-based paint consent because it did come out of a barn. Um, so when you're dealing with reclaimed wood like that, you have to be careful with just an array of different things, but it's super cool like, that it adds that really unique factor to a home. Um, but anyways, I chose this simple design. This is actually an early American stain. I didn't want to match match the floor, but I wanted it to just be cohesive. Um, the biggest thing for me after you choose what kind of finish you're gonna put on it is how high you want your mantle to be. And you may look at this and say, well, you could have had it a little higher. Actually, you gotta think about your TV placement and things like that. So you don't wanna put the, t- a lot of people mount the TV to brick. Some people don't use a TV at all, but Regardless, you're not going to set a picture down on the mantle usually. You're going to place it, hang it, um, or hang a TV. And so when you think about that, you're going to hang it like at least six inches above the mantle. And so if your TV is going to start six inches above the mantle, you just really, you know, you've got to be careful with how high your mantle goes. Um, here, since I did this picture brick, I wanted to stay off of it one brick and then hang it. So there you go. Love this fireplace, though. When it gets all cleaned up, this is still a, um, work site. So, all right, and talking about lighting, um, when you're building a home, you frame it up, you get the sheetrock done, and then the electrician comes in, and he starts to hang boxes. And the electrician that we use, love him. He does a great job. He always has my back, but he will also ask for my input. And, um... I also have to kind of tell them what I want. So, you kind of, when you build a house, you have to know what lights you're going to use for one, and you need to kind of have an idea of the placement. Okay. Um, and in the lights that you want, you can go. Um, we used a combination of these can lighting lights here. I love can lights, y'all. Can lights are, um, they, they really add to a room and open it up. Um, you can also use disc lights. We use disc lights. You wanna come in here, on this side. We use disc lights usually only for a closet. Some people actually use disc lights in an unconcealed area of the house. And what I mean by that, like, without, you know, a closet door hiding it. To me, they look a little cheaper. I like to stick with can lights. You gotta do a combination of disc, cans, and the price point goes up, you know. A can light is more than a disc light. Um, you got to know what kind of hanging light you're gonna have, and I chose a really big fan because I want to cool a large space. Um, also, you got to know if you're gonna put a light kit on the fan, if the fan's not gonna have a light kit because it's very important. You got to know how many switches that you're gonna have here, and so one of these switches controls the cans, and one of them controls my fan up there. And so that's actually on a remote right now, turning it off. All right, and then the rest of your hanging lights throughout the house. So what other hanging lights are you gonna have and what the placement um, is for that particular light. And so I used a breakfast hanging light there. Now when you're choosing an island, this particular island calls for two lights. And so the bigger your island is, actually this is like a, I forget what they call this, a mitered island, yes. but we just chose the two. But the bigger your island gets, the more pendants you need. And you got to know that before um, cabinets and um, counters and all that's in. So you got to know that just when you've got sheetrock up, when you're walking through just a bare bone house, um, including these under cabinet lights that we put in. I love them. I think this is a must in a kitchen, definitely, because it just, you know, if you're reading a recipe or um it just highlights your kitchen so lastly i want to talk about flooring real quick um we chose an lvp in here i think we talked about it on the show and what you prefer throughout um, lvp is um, a very durable type of flooring that's waterproof um and we chose a, a high meal um, which means it's pretty thick flooring and we chose the it's actually a natural hickory is what it is and it came from loaves. um but I love this floor. And we did, we went with carpet in the bedrooms upstairs. This LVP is spread out throughout the bedrooms, the master bedroom uh, in the house. We have tile in the master bath, and we also have tile in the guest bathrooms and the laundry. I wanna show you the laundry room tile though, cause I love it. Okay, just a disclaimer, it's not clean. there's sheetrock dust all over it, but look at this baby. Is it not gorgeous? I love that, I love it. And I love the fact that I went with the white, on white, and white, and so this is just really open and this is a very busy floor, but it works, it works. All right, this guest bath, um, I went with a hexagon type flooring, also very dirty, needs to be cleaned up, but this is tile. You can use LVP and continue that on. Um, I wouldn't use wood in a bathroom, but I'm just—I'm old school, and I still like my tile. And they make fun tiles now, so um, I really like this hexagon-shaped tile, and it turned out really good with the early American stain on this particular cabinet, and it looks really cool. Hey guys, so I hope you've enjoyed that little tutorial on a couple of choices and why we made them and um, the research behind them and things like that. Everything, you know, when you look at a new house, there's a rhyme and reason for everything. And basically, if you plan accordingly, you can have your dream home. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Hopefully, with my partner that I've missed so sorely this week, Um, but we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the House Guy and Home Girl podcast your number one source for all things home. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out our YouTube page for video content from the show.